All right, I'm here with Carl Paoli. I first learned about you. You were teaching Jason Kalipa how to do a back tuck. That's crazy. <laughs> well, funny story about that. I see that video and I'm like, I'm going to learn. Carl, this guy says all I need to do is be able to basically power clean my body weight and do a knee to elbow. I think those are the two movements you said. Yeah, I did. And, I remember that. And I was like, well, I can do that. So I go to this gymnastics school that, you know, all these kids. And I was like, hey, I want to learn a back tuck today. And they're like, no, you can't do that. And I was like, come on. I, like, you know, I, he was like, well, I was, teach me a little bit. Needless to say, within an hour, I had a back tuck. So it was really cool. And you were the, the motivation behind that. So thank you. That's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, I, I mean, I got, I got a lot of uh, uh, crap for that video uh, just because technically in gymnastics, you should be uh, really worrying about having a proper progression. And this is a, a high level skill that takes time. But I wanted to show people that uh, you can take cautious risks and actually have a great carryover and to showcase that we have more potential than we think right now. And uh, the fact that you got to experience that to some degree uh, makes my day. Well, well, thanks. Yeah, yeah. And for the record, I'm not recommending if you can power clean your body weight and you need an elbow to go out on concrete and try to <laughs> you know, do that. I did it into a pit and then they had like these little ramp things that I was doing it off of. And then, but before I left, I did it. And then I got back to the gym that day and I was like showing everybody. I was like, look at this. Um, so it was really cool. You. You are like the gymnastics guy in the, in the CrossFit world. And, you know, for a lot of people, you've been a huge influence in, in their development. But how did you originally find CrossFit? Yeah, uh, it's interesting that you say that I'm the gymnastics guy. I, I consider myself to be one of the gymnastics guys, I guess. Uh, you have Dave Durante, you have Jeff Tucker and his team. You have, uh, well, everyone that is around Power Monkeys, I guess I would say. Uh, our gymnastics, uh, quote unquote, gurus. And uh, yeah, every uh, predecessor, uh, such as Roger Harrell uh, in, back in the days. So yeah, that's cool. It's cool to be, be one of them. And I'm, I'm happy to be that. Uh, and what got me into CrossFit was I was a personal trainer. And uh, I was exploring different ways of getting people more comfortable and ready to practice uh, gymnastics specifically for uh, action sports, meaning I was using gymnastics as a strength and conditioning program, as, an, as a skill development program to get people uh, to snowboard better, to ski better, wakeboard, uh, water ski, and, and really get into the, the action sports scene in a way that we were, we were taking their uh, fitness and strength and conditioning to the next level. So in, in exploring that, I was looking into Olympic weightlifting and I, I crossed paths with uh, CrossFit and, and that's where it all started. And that was in 2006, seven, and then I got deep into it in 2008. Yeah, funny you mentioned Roger Harrell. I did his gymnastics seminar probably like 2008. And I've never been more sore than that seminar. That was like, that <laughs> seminar was brutal back in the day. It was just nonstop. Um, Crazy. It, it, well, you were, in, you were a stuntman prior to that, right? 
I have done some stunt work, but uh, I, I it wasn't my my craft. In fact, there's another Carl Powley who is a professional stuntman and artist uh, who is in a bunch of movies, and a lot of people uh, confuse me with him, and people confuse him <laughs> with with me. Uh, we've 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 spoken and and talked to each other, uh, but uh, yeah, I I didn't do professional stunt work. I I did some some commercial work and uh some action based photography but uh, uh never got into the the stunt work uh, field well it, it seems to me like the direction you're going cuz with looking at your social media and your your videos is one of helping people develop not just inside the walls of an affiliate or a gym but outside the walls as well, as well. Yeah, back in 2013, around June or July, I, I made the conscious decision as I was uh, leading up to the release of my, my book, Freestyle, that I would create a full shift in gears where I would go from the physical to the more mental, emotional side of, of things. And uh, ever since, I've been I've been working on making that transition, which has been uh, relatively challenging as uh, people don't like change. And when you've been giving people something for a long time, they, they want you to continue to give them that. But that was simply not uh, true to who I was and what I, I want to do with the, my life and my coaching. And, and this is where I am right now, having these conversations that are more around uh, the self-development side of things so one can perform at a higher level, whether it be physically or in life uh, and any aspect uh, that one may want to go and pursue. Was it a specific moment in your life that caused you to feel that way? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there, there's been several instances. I think one of the the reasons, the main reasons is I got into personal training and fitness simply because I was good at it and because it was a great opportunity for me uh, to scratch the itch of business development. And as I got into it, I, I realized that I was pretty decent at uh, growing a business and having financially lucrative opportunities. And at the same time, I crossed paths with CrossFit, which was blowing up. And as I entered that world, it just uh, multiplied everything that I was doing times a hundred. And I got to a point where I had all these opportunities. Uh, things were going really well on paper, but I, I didn't feel like I was aligned with uh, what I was saying and how I was saying it at the time. So I, I just made the conscious decision to shift gears. And that's where I decided to drop my relationship with my sponsors and really make a conscious uh, effort to shift away from being the gymnastics guy to simply being the guy that was trying to figure it out alongside everyone else and using my abilities as a coach to try to help people describe what they were feeling, the thoughts that they were having, and what belief systems existed behind there and how we could take those belief systems, reframe them if needed, and then project them in the direction that they had to be projected in order to overcome something uh, difficult that they may be experiencing in their life or 
or simply going forward uh, and performing at a higher level as athletes? I mean, what I learned as a personal trainer before CrossFit is a lot of it is just connecting with other human beings, and, and especially in the CrossFit world as well. Obviously, I think you know our credentials speak for themselves, but at the end of the day, unless you can connect with other humans, it doesn't matter how much you know about a back tuck or a deadlift. So was that exactly. was was that part of it as well? Just wanting to, I mean, in this day and age with social media and everything going on, how easy it is to be negative and down on yourself and other people was part of it just trying to spark a positive change in this world. Yeah, I always had the feeling that there was something that was uh, not being said, which was what people were experiencing emotionally and why people were so attractive to attracted to CrossFit and what it was that it was evoking. And uh, some people like to describe it in the form of community, which I think is wonderful. And, and there's uh, a lot of different expressions in terms of pushing oneself and learning more about oneself. But there was always something deeper there that wasn't being said. And I just wanted to go a little bit deeper there and see if we could uh, get people to try to express that. And I believe, and I still believe now, uh, that if, if we can get to a point where we can articulate what is behind uh, our behaviors and our actions, we can now start to have a more conscious approach to what it is that we're doing and crystallize what our purpose is for training. And, and I, I really believe that if we can do that for training, we can do it for every other aspect of our life. And that's, that's the conversation that I wanted to have. And I believe that that was the, the fire that existed within everyone. And I just wanted to pour some fuel on that. But what's harder to coach movement or development? Well, I think it's a, uh, it's uh, probably the same. Uh, movement is a little bit uh, simpler for people to grasp because they can see it uh, when it comes to personal development, a lot of it is mental and emotional. So you have to learn how to feel. And this is something that I've said from day one in my, in my coaching is that true human performance is measured by feel. When it feels right in your head and your heart and your gut, you're trending in the right direction. Unfortunately, when it comes to measuring performance by feel, there is no number. And uh, that's what people have struggled with. So what I am as a coach is simply a translator who is helping people translate the movement pattern, the technique, the number, the prescription into thoughts, emotions, belief systems, and actions. And that's the mission that I'm on. So what can coaches, we have a lot of coaches that listen to this show. What, what are some of the things they can do? What are some tips that you give them to help them work on this, not just with their clients, but within themselves? Yeah, I think number one is uh, to realize that what you think you're in control of, you're probably not. What I mean by that is that a lot of us as coaches, when we walk through the door, we carry the sense that we are in control of our environment and the people that we're coaching, when in reality, we are just uh, people who are hosting uh, an experience. And if you can allow for the people that you're working with to fully express themselves and to simply become a mirror for what uh, they are and what they're doing, all of a sudden you start realizing that 
you don't have to do much uh, to get them to move the way that you think they should be moving and uh, push the way that you think they should be pushing. You're actually making them more autonomous. And where we come in as coaches is really on helping people find their path towards mastery. And this is always an individualized thing. And if we can help people with that, what ends up happening is that they, our clients, and us as coaches start to align uh, in our purpose and mission. And, and that is something that I, I encourage people to do is to simply act as a mirror, as a reflection of who people are in this world and to allow for others to do the same for us. And if people want to get a little bit more practical about this, especially coaches, you can ask yourself, who are you? Which is maybe for me, it would be, I'm, I'm Carl, very simple. Uh, you can ask yourself, what is it that you do? I could say right now, I coach gymnastics for CrossFitters. Um, and you can ask yourself, who do you do it for? Well, you can say for those who want to uh, move better uh, within the space of gymnastics related to CrossFit. You can ask yourself, uh, what do these people need? Well, maybe they need some technical guidance. And then you can ask yourself, what impact does helping people get their needs met make? And maybe for some, it's they belong to the muscle up club. They just got the muscle up for the first time. They can do a workout as quote unquote prescribed, whatever that means. They can uh, now feel confident to participate in every class or help others learn new skills, or they uh, realize that they can overcome something uh, by using some simple mental and emotional and physical tools that may transfer into becoming a better uh, parent or boss or business uh, leader or whatever it is that you are in the field of. To me, a lot of that sounds like finding your own purpose and your own why. Is that, is that a lot of where this kind of came from? Yeah, very much so. And, and, and it doesn't even have to be so much about the why, but maybe something a little bit more simple as for what. And to realize that when you ask yourself for what, are the reasons that you're doing things for yourself or for others or both? And how are you prioritizing? And I think that is um, almost greater in terms of being proactive than asking yourself why. You know, that's such a great statement that you just made and something I think about. And when I'm helping coaches develop, remind them, is this for you or is this for them? Because there's so many times where we're talking and it's not about them. It's about us. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Who, who are some of the people you've studied under or learned from to help you develop? From what I'm hearing, you know, there's a lot of kind of stoicism going on here, which, which I love and I'm a, you know, I study myself. Is, is that where this came from or was it just an epiphany you had? Where, where did this really come from within you? Yeah, I, th- I think if I had to say where it comes from, part of it is anchored in, in my parents, my, my parents have always uh, encouraged me to be critical in my thinking and to realize what my motives are. Also, my, my wife is uh, always uh, checking me. So she's, she's definitely one of, one of my uh, mentors. And 
just by being a coach and, and realizing that I'm in the business of developing people and I am the first person that needs to be developed. So in order for myself to develop, I need to see what is it that I'm projecting outward and what is it that is really true. And what I've learned is that by being a full service and being of value without expecting anything in exchange actually allows you to create an amazing conversion. And I'm simply what one would call a student of the game. And that's, that's all I've done. And that's where this comes from. You know, and people listening need to understand this is the hard stuff working on yourself is, is, but it's ultimately how you become such a well-respected coach such as yourself. You know, it's, it's no different than I've said, you can teach anyone how to teach a squat, but how to teach you to be a good person is a lot harder. How to, how to teach you to be that person that other people want to listen to. That's the challenge. So it starts, it starts within yourself, but this is a long time coming for you. This wasn't an overnight endeavor. No, and, and that's where being able to, you know, read uh, biographies or you, you read about uh, different methodologies and you uh, go to YouTube and you listen to how people are thinking and expressing themselves. Ultimately, what it comes down to is helping people uh, have the ability to solve problems. And I think that's what it really is all about. And what is really interesting is that most people won't act unless they feel limited or are hurt. And I think that's where uh, sometimes the, the space of self-development uh, from a coaching perspective, when, when you're looking for growth, uh, can be self-serving and can have a little bit of a maybe fear-mongering almost. But there's also this other side, which is uh, whatever you're scared of, whatever it is that's making you uncomfortable, that's where the, the, the money is for yourself and for others. So why not spend some time there and ask yourself, okay, what's the worst case scenario here? Well, I'm going to look like a fool or it's going to be a little uncomfortable. But the good news is that this too shall pass. And when it passes, if you exercise just a little bit of awareness, you're going to come out on the other side. Uh, with some uh, new understanding, some new knowledge, some new information. And this is where it gets really exciting is that that information, when you share it with other people, you start to really uh, get to know whether what you saw, what you experienced, really was true or not true. And, and that is the ongoing process. So it's, it's, it's cool. Self-development is cool if you're, you're willing to participate. Yeah, and then, you know, what that reminds me of is a lot of CrossFitters will listen, and it's just working your weakness. We do it inside the box. You have to do it outside the box as well. Yeah, and I, I think this is, this is kind of my take on this, and this is where I've all, always received pushback, is that uh, I, I don't believe in working on your weaknesses. I believe in working on your strengths until your weaknesses are unveiled, and that's when you use your strengths to develop the weaknesses. And, and I think and, that's, that's something that uh, sometimes we're, we're missing. And I am constantly trying to help people see how they can do it. Can you dive into that a little more so we understand that better? You say 
work on your strengths till your weaknesses are even more apparent? Mm-hmm. So uh, give me an example of a weakness that you may see uh, as a coach or uh, someone who's in this nutrition space. What is one weakness that you see that people have to work on? I'd say let's, let's go into nutrition. A, a big weakness people have is just dealing with stress and not letting them impact their eating. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, I think when one has stress, of course, that's already uh, something that is going to uh, push us towards <laughs> falling into our weakness. But when one is stressed, the, the, the number one thing you want to do is you want to make sure that you can focus on what you are in control of. Maybe that's your breathing. Maybe that's the setting an alarm clock to get up a little early to uh, meal prep for the day. Maybe that, whatever it may be. So focusing on the things that you are in control of, that is leaning into your strengths. I, I like that. I like that a lot. You, you, you mentioned you know, reading biographies or watching other people. Are there any people you'd recommend that the listeners check out? I mean, I, I, I just finished a, a biography um, about Alexander the Great and uh, awful story, <laughs> but, but uh, it just comes to show how uh, in his life, the circumstances that he was dealt with, which all of a sudden he had an army uh, and he decided to uh, conquer uh, all of uh, Southern Europe, basically. Uh, at the ripe age of uh, 20 uh, is a pretty big deal. And the motives behind it uh, don't really matter at this point, but what what he did really well was he organized people and he organized people by having a common uh, goal. And that goal may have uh, sounded like prosperity and good life. and I think that's something that uh, through biographies you get to learn from different people. And now you can, you can ask yourself, well, is that the best way to do it? To go and uh, crush a bunch of cities, uh, kill and rape uh, people? Uh, probably not. Uh, the intention behind it, though, is positive. And how one maybe organized uh, uh, large groups of people to uh, work towards a com- common goal, that, that is interesting. So if you believe in uh, eating healthier and you want to help people make better choices, how can you use some of the things that maybe someone like Alexander the Great, who we don't know if he was that great or not, but he did great things, of course, in, in the eyes of some. Um, how, you can, how can you use some of those, those uh, lessons uh, to apply it into what you're doing right now as a coach or uh, as an individual who simply wants to get better? Yeah, probably not the greatest example, but 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 point taken for sh- for sure. I think I, I personally read a lot of biographies, and there, there's so much you can take from some of those, you know, especially back then. But I, you know, I recently read one on Muhammad Ali, who another great example of someone who you know you can look at what they've done with their life and how they've battled through adversity and and what they were able to achieve and why they were able to achieve it. Yeah, exactly. And and I think you have to you have to read about uh people who are perceived to have done great things and people who are perceived to have done terrible things uh in history and I think 
uh, both have to be be read and this is kind of what we we live on a daily basis uh, and it all comes down to perspective so i think i think it's important to uh, get both sides of the coin do you, you don't currently have a course on helping people develop like this do you I do actually. Uh, it's a workshop that I call Beyond Movement, and it's uh, dedicated to to coaches. And uh, I focus on on, of course, uh, trying to extract what is the purpose and mission of each individual, but also how to communicate uh, said purpose. And it's uh, it's something that I'm I'm very slowly rolling out and uh, tinkering with on a daily basis. And it's uh, it's been a fun little process. Well, I highly recommend coaches check that out because so much happens, you know, between the ears and outside of the box that, you know, translates to what's going on inside the box. And if you truly, truly care about other humans and want to help them, this is the kind of stuff you need to focus on. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I, I believe it and um, I'm, I'm constantly trying to work on it and share it in ways that uh, make sense to people. So I always ask every guest, do you have a book that you recommend the listeners check out? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> I'm sure you have many. It depends on uh, what field you're in. But um, I think one that's a really good one, and it's just uh, one about overcoming struggles and to kind of stick with the process and, and what you believe in uh, is uh, Shoe Dog, which is the story of um, uh, the founder of Nike. Yeah, I, I've not read that, but a couple of people have recommended it, and it's been on my to-do list, so I'll definitely check it out. Funny that you mentioned Shoe Dog, because you're involved with a shoe company yourself, correct? That's correct, and uh, I read it a, a few years ago when the book came out, uh, because I'm in the footwear business uh, and invested in it. So it, it was a great it was a great book to to read as a uh, just a way of, of being like, okay, we're, we're in the game. This is not unusual. We just need to keep going. It's funny. I see strike shoes more and more, you know, I, I work on the seminars team for CrossFit and uh -huh. about five years ago, all you saw were nanos. And then all of a sudden you saw a few Metcons and a few nobles. Now we see some of you guys as well. So it's, it's cool to see that. And the coach over at my box has them. They're, they're really cool. I, I like them a lot. And um, it's, it's cool to see that, you, you know, people that have been around for a while are able to diversify and, and continue to grow, adapt, and, and challenge themselves. So it's, it's, it's impressive, to say the least. That's very cool. That's very cool. Well, we have to give credit to uh, Mark Morissette. He's the original founder of Strike Movement and the designer of the shoes. And uh, yeah, he's done a phenomenal job at, at, at getting us to where we are now. And uh, yeah, it's an exciting time. And, and just seeing Noble right now competing uh, to, to get a, a bigger piece of the market share, especially in the functional fitness world and CrossFit space, it's cool. And it's exciting. And I, lo I love to compete. And uh, it's, a, it's, a fun, it's a fun business to be involved with. Yeah, I mean, they picked up what, Tia and the Katrin maybe I know they picked up a couple of the top top females so it's is that exciting for you to see that this opportunity you know them showing that they can do it does that show you guys that there's room to grow as well yeah it's awesome it's awesome I mean they're 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 ahead of us in the in the functional fitness space and uh, we have a lot 
a lot of work to do, but to me, that's cool. I, I like being the underdog and uh, I like coming uh, from, uh, from behind and uh, out of left field and surprising people. Well, you definitely did that about seven or eight years ago in the CrossFit world. And it's cool to see you continuing to do that to this day. It's, it's been really great chatting with you. I, I, I love chatting about development and it's awesome to see other, you know, high level coaches really preaching this stuff. And it's, it's always impressive when they're leading by example, what you're doing. Man, thank you. Thank you for giving me a chance to share. I mean, any, any chance I get, I, I, I like to have these conversations as well. And, and the fact that uh, there are people like yourself who are open to it uh, excites me and just uh, encourages me to keep, keep pushing forward. So it means a lot to me. You got it. Thank you so much, Carl. Hopefully, you know, we can direct people towards that course and you can check Carl out obviously on social media. He's got some, some great stuff out there and check out the strike movement shoes. And next time we're out in California, hopefully we can uh, link up. That'd be awesome. Please keep me posted. You got it. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day, Carl. Sweet dude. You too. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, one more time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and send us any feedback you have to at Best Hour of Their Day on Instagram and Best Hour of Their Day at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. We appreciate you. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your day.